Hello, and welcome to episode 5 of the Tabletop RFI podcast. Or your 4, or if you're Tevron. I, I said 5. I, I said 5. Initially you said 4, when you solicited me for this. Yes, and uh, our special guest today would have been Wana. We are not alone, of Gato. But, he Had did not, he not come. gaslit us. Had he not gaslit us, he would have been here. And we are in the worst alliances still in Cybernations Part 2. And if this is released, it will be the first time that we manage to release two episodes on the same topic sequentially. Truly next level. It also looks like my microphone is fucking changing its volume by itself. Very bad. Uh, One moment. Why is it doing that? Uh, keep it going, man. We'll be right back. Oh, well, I mean, you started, so I, I, uh, I stopped. Alright, we are back. Hopefully, my audio will not abruptly change volumes like it just did. Why is Thank it you for holding. That? Um, in any event, we are here... Now we are going to talk about the next four alliances, which we may or may not hate. Is it four? Or? Well, it's actually I mean, eight. four will advance. Four but... will advance. We're really only talking about four. We're just going to ignore the other alliances. They don't matter to us at all. There you go. The, the predisposed winners will get all the attention. So if we want to talk about favorites in this group of eight, who are your favorites, Lowston? Name, name at least one. Um, I'm thinking probably non grata, though I personally can see a pretty good case for the Gloth. For me, I would also, I actually am also kind of pulling for non grata, so I, I guess that's, uh, that's dangerous. But I'm going to bring up the underdog here, the underdog story of Cobra, an you know, a an alliance that is active has their own philosophy. They're doing that shit on their own, doing maybe a good job of representing that, but maybe that itself is just trash. <laughs> we will okay. see by the end of this episode whether or not that's true. I suppose. So, uh, with our, with those favorites in mind, let's talk about uh, two alliances that were not cool enough, maybe, or maybe they were too cool, depending on your expectations to meet our attention, and these are both allies of mine, so I can hate them both equally. The Legion and the Union of Communist Republics. Lowson, what are your first takes? Well, uh, Lowell Legion has a uh, long history of, uh, I think, ups and downs. Probably, uh, I was going to say higher ups than downs, but actually it's probably pretty even. UCR is an alliance that exists and has existed for a while. Are they on a second iteration? Were there two UCRs? I I think the wiki might say yes. Union of Communist Republics. No, no, they they only existed once, apparently. Founded in 2008? Excuse me? As as I was saying, UCR has been around forever. Apparently. Wow. So we've got two old alliances here. The Legion, UCR. Well, I mean, I guess Legion's first, so we'll cover uh, LOL Legion. Um, So here we have an alliance that is uh, historically very present and also historically not very present. A sort of uh, conflicting uh, set of things. Yeah, I mean, so at, at least since I started the game, Legion has always been a tension point in a way between two spheres of power. If we if we think about politics today, the tension point would be between RFI and Oculus through Polaris. Right. If we think about a tension point of the past. Uh, when I first started, we have Legion being the 
power point between Polaris and the New Pacific Order. One right. could say that exact tie, you know, is still is still a thing, right? To some extent. Uh, however, uh, Legion and Pacifica are, are obviously no longer treated anymore. Yes, not on uh, the best of terms, as I recall that uh, ending. Yeah, but but definitely, I would say Le- Legion, even even though they were called La Legion all the time on the Open World Forum when I first started playing. I always thought when I looked at the RIA treaty web, if one alliance is in position to do something quite wonderful, it's the Legion. Uh, but I, I really hated MK, so. <laughs> As one does. So, like, with regards to Legion and Law Legion, um, I, I do recall uh, back in the day that everybody just kind of assumed that they were this militarily incompetent, helpless alliance uh, at the time that, you know, they, everybody was with the, on the whole Legion thing. Then the the little medium war broke out with Tetris and NSO, I think, which resulted in a resounding Legion victory single-handedly against several alliances, which I think took everybody kind of by surprise. Which, that was that was really, at least for me personally, that was the turning point in Legion's, um, like, regard internationally, if you will. Uh, but there's a big gap between that and now, where I personally don't really have any filled-in gaps. I didn't hear much from the Legion. Now, that could just be because I was a micro-noob at the time. But I do know that there was a, a period of time there where Legion's policy was, or at least appeared to be uh, very status quo-y, which is, I, I mean, internally that might not have been the case, but externally that's how it came out as. Yeah, and, it, and it's, it's going to be a question throughout this whole tournament in a way, what status quo-y really means whether that's a positive or a negative because right. it's and really it, hard to say right and it, it, it's you know like the status quo like you know if, you, if you're maintaining a status quo as pacifica right now that's probably good for pacifica but not necessarily always uh that said right now i will say that i think relatively legion is sitting pretty good uh, they're an RFI member. They maintain that tie to Oculus. They have a very good econ system. They have a very good. Uh, I mean, they have forum activity, which is like unheard of. They uh, also, as well, they perform very well in war. They're very organized. Not many alliances can probably attain that level. So, uh, at the moment. I think they're sitting pretty decently. I would definitely agree. I think if we were talking about uh, present state worst alliances still in the game, based on their current activity, current military competence, current economic systems, Legion would probably be one of the best in the game. Right. However, we are we are accounting for their histories a bit as well here. Exactly. And Legion's history is a detracting factor. Usually is for most AAs. Yeah, that's true. Most AAs do have uh, bad or questionable histories. And I think maybe we should bring some some UCR in here then. I was just about to say, speaking of bad or questionable histories, UCR. So, I mean, before this uh, recording... I basically said UCR are kind of like Kashmir. Um, but knowing now that they've been around since 2008, uh, they, in a way, are like proto-Kashmir. I, they, I suppose so. They are the ultimate um, alliance that seems kind of derivative, but I guess is not. So what I mean by that is that 
UCR has been in the same place for most of the game. Yeah. The or all of the game. Commie they've been they've been commies. The international weren't even commies, really. So they've been commies and they've been a small group of commies. They've generally had some kind of communist block, much like the one they just signed. Um, they've generally had good eight slot usage and stuff like that. They seem to have an internal community uh, of some type. They generally maintained the same amount of members. I remember us talking about them like a year ago, and they had 19 members, and they have 17 now. So they've basically stayed the same in that sense even. Sure. But that in itself is something that at least me and Lowston don't value very highly. Right. That's uh, treading water, if you will. Like, we're okay with an alliance keeping their stats and membership at the same rate. That's something we're okay with, but uh, their political action being kept at the same length is something we don't necessarily jive with. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, if if they were in a stronger position initially as well, that could be a beneficial point, but they've always just kind of been on a periphery. I don't, I can't think of a time when they were a central actor in anything other than, like, a small war with, uh, well, Nordreich. Yeah, and I, I mean, from from my perspective, I feel like that wasn't anything special. Also, it looks like I accidentally moved my fan. Oh, no. Don't do that. I'm currently desperately trying to find UCR on the d- uh, do more stats did did they not fight in that war it's possible that they didn't fight in that war (laughs) no it's it's, they had to have lsf and swf did oh no that's uh, that's that's not really a point to them if they didn't fight in that war oh dear that's true sitting out the last global war is basically just a big loss. Uh, so did you did you have any more thoughts on the UCR? I would say their current leadership is fairly competent. Um, I I've never had any problems with dealing with UCR. I think that in general they have a, a robust idea of how they exist as an alliance. That's why I think they're a fine ally. At the same time, this isn't just about how they are now. And if we think about a context of uh, being kind of a micro, a micro's micro, if you will. Sure. They, maybe they don't uh, check all the boxes for being the best alliance. Um, So maybe they're more closer to whatever the worst is. Yeah, I mean, I, I I guess the real question now is, does Legion's history with their downs, outweigh UCR's long history of, well, treading water. Um, I, I guess I don't know. It, it, if, if UCR was not as old as they were, I it, and I literally just learned that, I would say probably Legion would advance on a historical note. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's actually what I was thinking before this was, the Legion will probably advance. Uh, but now that we know that uh, UCR has actually been around since 2008, it does call into question why there hasn't been any real changes in the Alliance structure. Now, internal culture is definitely a factor there. Sure. Maybe internally everything is dandy, but... I would suspect that if your alliance remains at a very small population, that there might be some internal problems. Yeah? Well, I mean, something about one-party systems, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess I guess my vote will go unexpectedly to UCR. That uh, was an actual shock. At the same time, I don't know how, how much... 
let, let's think back to back to that time I referred to. Okay. The MK hegemony. When we have, uh, you know, Pacifica led by Emperor Brehan, Polaris led by Emperor Random Interrupt, and in between we have the Legion. Okay. And this is an anyone's game world. CNG, Pandora's block, or box rather, Doomhouse, these are all blocks that exist. We also have Duckroll, um, probably the Kitten Defense Force, uh, uh, who knows? Chestnut Accords, Super Friends, XX. There's there's tons of shit going on. Tons of multipolar options. No pun intended. And one of the alliances in best position to make a play is Legion. And y- you can get to that position through great FA work, or you can get to that position through sheer luck. Sure. But they were wedged between the number two and number four alliance, I want to say of the time and and certainly there wasn't there was a whole lot of of treaty conflicts going on out there that's certainly not not worth debating even Uh, but we saw in those wars and and what came of the next you know two three years that one tie could really make a big difference very true so i don't know how forgiving we can be of that not only with the the deeper history of Law Legion, but that slightly more recent history of being in a, an amazing position, not taking the opportunity or failing in execution. So we don't really know necessarily if that opportunity was taken. Right. On the other hand, UCR never made an opportunity. Also very true. And if they had one, would they have squandered it? We can't even speculate. Very true. So, uh, I guess this is a long-winded way of me saying I also uh, think UCR should advance. Uh, But I'm also a bit shocked. I thought Legion, as a popular worst alliance ever category, might move forward. But I honestly think think they're at a really good high point right now. I'm very... I'm quite quite happy with the Legion. I think they're one of the best alliances in the game, in the current state. And that definitely matters. Especially if we weigh that against the perpetual scenario that UCR is in. I I completely agree. Sorry, sorry, uh, Lowell Legion fans. That's uh, the the result of the random generation of the bracket. So now we're up to the next one, which is Nordreich versus the Grand Lodge of Freemasons, and I know uh, one of us has a favorite of Gloff, so why don't you explain that? Uh, you don't want to start with Nordrak? Oh, of course not. Oh, okay. Well, so, uh, Gloff is an alliance. They are also decently old. Uh, they are an alliance that... So, I, I'm going to be fair. I don't know how much of a driving force that Gloff was in the founding of the Aztec block. They may have been very influential in that, uh, which, if they were, props to them. However, regardless if they were or were not, the main issue that they are having there with me is that what did Aztec ever do? Ever. You have them existing during Equilibrium War. They participated, spent the entire time whining that they had to fight in the upper tier, even though they were brought in as upper tier nations. Uh, bear, I mean, like, they, you know, they, they did... I, I think I, I'll give Gloff props over DT in that war. They did a little bit more, uh, and they whined a little bit less, but they certainly weren't happy about it. Then after EQ, we have the situation where... Uh, Aztec is now this kingmaker block. Sengoku joins them. They're this big deal. And then Sengoku does literally everything for their FA, and Aztec just sits there. They they can be kingmakers, and they make no action. They, they tie a bunch of people and do nothing. And then eventually Aztec is absorbed into Oculus, and what do they proceed to do? Go inactive, and they just sit there and do nothing. 
So for me personally, that is just sad. This alliance that had a whole bunch of potential in their position to do so much. And the the biggest accomplishment I think they have is that Octor was a member and joined Sengoku. That was their major contribution. So that's my thoughts on Gloth. And I, I mean, that's a very fair criticism, right? That's the same criticism we, we leveraged against the Legion as the kind of counter argument. But Gloth is worse in that they never improved from that position. They have fallen from that position. On the other hand, Gloth was on top and is on top. If Gloth decided tomorrow to roll Argent, that would definitely be a shit-starting situation, and they might come out on top. Simply because of, of sheer FA position. That's an inherited position, and maybe they didn't work for it at all. That It's 100% coattails. Yeah, but that, that doesn't mean they aren't there. The second incarnation of Nordreich. Question, are we considering original iteration of Nordreich in any of this, or do they get a does it start with the founding of? We should have uh, figured this out beforehand, but... I, I, feel, I feel like we should say this is a continuation. I mean, you can track, it even says on the CyberNations wiki, you can track the membership through back to Nordreich. Okay. So, I, I would argue they are, they are similar, if not the same. Certainly, the old Nordreich has a lot of controversy around it, right? Uh, yes, I would say so. Why would you say so, Loston? For those viewers who don't know. Well, I don't know if it's uh, particularly couth for me to mention some of the details on a podcast. <laughs> All right. Let's keep it at that. <laughs> So, so there, there is a very deep and dark troubled history. If you really want to find out more, uh, why don't you start by DMing one of us or something like that? And maybe we'll, we'll entertain you, maybe we won't. Otherwise, ask your alliance leaders. I'm sure most of them know the history. Or have an opinion. I think that carries a lot of weight in how I, I rate Nordreich. I feel like as an alliance, if they were willing to depart from that history, they should have renamed themselves. That, that would help. Um, and when they make their second incarnation, if they if they stand by the first Nordreich, then it makes sense to keep the name. And if you don't, it makes sense to come up with another name. Uh, and it's not impossible to find another cool German name. That's that's possible. Yeah, but like when you when you've accomplished that already. <laughs> um, we could also talk about the you know what some people would call uh, nationalist or fascist iconography of their flags and so on but that's that's not necessarily a big deal to me personally sure though it could be to some and i do think there are certain uh flags you know that are a bit interesting inside of the nordreich uh, charter and organizational structure uh, they refer to alliance entry and exit as migration and, and emigration which is a bit odd uh, but certainly aligns with a lot of these uh, fascist notions of, of what membership really is. Sure. In general, I think there are parts of, of the Alliance that are, are quite interesting, right? They have a, an interesting concept of, of what the ministries are. They have a flavor to all of their governance, right? Right. And that is something that's good. Some people don't like stuff like that. Well, those people are wrong. That's the kind of stuff that makes your Alliance worth something is if it has some kind of unique flavor to it. So on that end of things, I feel like Nordreich is doing well. Uh, they also generally have had stylized leaders who embrace their their ideas, at least this this flair and, and feeling. Certainly, uh, currently Kaiser Hansen uh, certainly yes. seems to fit the Kaiser mold. I'd, I'd give that, I suppose. Do do we want to cover any... I, oh, I'm sorry. Do, do you have any more to say on that? And Well, outside of the flavor, I guess I would say they've been known to be a militarily competent alliance historically. Okay. 
they've had a somewhat diverse portfolio at times, but they've generally only had optional treaties when it comes to the diversity of their portfolio. So they've been chained usually to one specific power who's generally led on all of their FA. Right, yeah. They, they, I always recall Nordreich, and keep in mind I don't have a massive history to go off of here, but I always recall Nordreich as an alliance that was brought by someone else. Uh, they weren't a leading FA alliance. They were a periphery alliance. Uh, most of what I recall is that they were attached, recently anyway, were attached to Nordreich, and were just kind of seen as this Nordreich addition. Uh, if you ever were going to fight Nordreich, you'd have to go, okay, and then when Nordreich, I'm sorry, not Nordreich, uh, non grata. Um, if you ever going to fight non grata, you'd have to go. Oh, we have to pencil in the Nordreich counter because uh, that was just a given. Then after Nordreich disbanded, they kind of attached themselves to the sort of Nordreich idea. I keep saying Nordreich, non grata ideal successor state, polar, and kind of just continued to do the same thing. Now they did have a particular push with RIA during their whole, hey, let's make a radio server, uh, let's be active, proactive. Um, so that was a thing they did recently that I think was very good. But overall, with their FA, I think it's there's a lot to be desired. But they did, they, as, as you said, with their, with their optional treaties, they were doing things. So at this point, what do you think, Lostin? Who is who's going to advance and why? Well, I'm still personally thinking Gloth. Um, I think that Nordreich's troubled history and their history in FA of being present but not a driver, as well as Nordreich's most recent history of kind of being a uh, very pro-community alliance. I mean, that kind of fell back a little bit, but that's, you know, fair. Uh, versus Gloff's declaring present, so they get boons for that. Is um, I, I think it's I think it's stark enough that it should fall to Gloff. What are your thoughts, Devron? I hmm, I agree. I I mean I came into this one thinking Nordreich, just because of that troubled history, and I think it does matter. I think I think I mean. It's, it's one small factor uh, that relates to how I understand Nordreich, in addition to uh, the diplomatic fallout that I would say existed between Nordreich and Gato. And, and those things definitely bias me into a more negative understanding of them. Uh, but if we think about Gloth as, even, even just thinking of Oculus alliances, Gloth is in the bottom two. Are they? I think so. Oh, I thought you meant like like statistically. No, no, they're they're in the bottom two of uh, of of alliances if we're rating them, in my opinion. I, I'm kind of curious as to what to that bottom one is. I just realized they only have 17 members at the moment. Yeah, and I mean that's a factor too. I I remember trying to register on their forums and it took four years maybe to get registered. And uh, once I got there, uh, obviously it's cool. They're you know they're Freemasons, whatever. Right. Uh, but. They do have that theming going on. Although, although that theme theme works, they aren't... It's not like they, they go around and spread Masonic ideals in Cybernation. Right. So they it's aren't not LARPing it's, properly. It, yeah, it's not interesting. And and they are... A decent amount of them are actually, or were actually, Freemasons. But I, I really think if you have a theme like that, you need to go spread it. One of the things that I think makes my alliance good Gato is is that you know people know that we have red tape, you know they actually understand what our brand is. Um, everybody knows that Nordreich is like you know edgy cool Germans. Uh, that's the idea, uh, but Gloff, what the fuck is Gloff about? Right. So Gloff advances. Okay, I Lostin wins again. To be fair, uh, maybe maybe you're just picking you know you're picking the weak choice. The weak. The weak choice. But thing, things change from here on out because now it's Cobra versus Fan. Uh, which alliance do you think is going to advance just off the gun, Lostin? 
So initially, I was actually I was thinking fan. However, fuck, fuck you, man. No, no, no. But after thinking about it for a while, I can definitely see the merits for Cobra advancing. Uh, depending, I, I think it's going to depend a lot on what insights you have on fan. Either way. Okay. So I, I'm guessing based on your reaction that you are a, uh, a Cobra boy. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna push for Cobra's advancement, and and this is gonna drop some some declassified Snake Eyes War opsec onto <laughs> you masses. So prepare for some stories. But first, I think we should talk about Fan. Fan are a bunch of right wingers, gun loving people. Don't tread on me. They also are are known for Viet Fan, where they fought against Pacifica against overwhelming odds for a very long time to get peace. Something that was uh, replicated in some ways by Spader. Although uh, Spader's actually a much worse example because they were offered the ability to have uh, a white piece much, much, much before their their attempts to simply out-best out Fan in, in having the longest war. Right. So Fan is known to be resilient. So what I was going to say is, uh, so Spader did, uh, did replicate it. But in a way, I think thematically cobra themselves also tried to replicate it very true in goal and in implementation um it was a i mean i i, I was gonna say it was a bit messier but i guess i wasn't actually there for Viet fan i don't know what that actually looked like on the um negotiation side but such as history what else can be said of fan fan are fan are nice people uh, are they I, I guess i've never spoken with them personally i've been to pretty much everybody's forums <laughs> look at this guy it took, i i will I will admit it took it, it took at least a year to get masked on their forum back in the day, uh, but once I was on there, I they they had a surprisingly active forum, um, although they weren't masking diplomats, I guess. Well, I mean, <laughs> um, they're a bunch of losers, pretty much, and they understood early on that the real value of diplomatic relations are just individual friendships, correct, for better or for worse, and. Some of the good things about Fan are they always have treasured their best or closest allies. A good example is the 3%. They had them merge right in. And although I don't think there are any 3% members still in Fan to this day, the idea of allowing, you know, bringing, bringing together such strong friendships, and they didn't even have a treaty, uh, but being the kind of natural home for this place makes sense. And Fan didn't even have natural treaties at any point uh, in their recent history. Well, it was, it was funny when you when you mentioned their um, their allies, right? I was going to go, oh, who are they? Because uh, the only way to find out was to uh, fight Fan or fight someone that Fan actually had an interest in and you didn't know until after you hit them. And that's something that, that's technically still true to this day. Very true. You never know who Fan's actually pulling for. I remember when they, they co-opted uh, a declaration against Pacifica back in, I don't know, 2013, was it? Someone can look that up, 2012, 2011. And they just came out of nowhere because that was how their alliance worked. On the other hand, they are generally inactive today, right? I, w I would definitely say so. They're, uh, uh, well, I mean, they, they, at least never that I can ever recall, were they um, diplomatic force? They were always just kind of this lingering military quasi-neutral-ish threat in the background that you could trigger. But other than that, they were never movers or shakers. They're like a much better OBR. Yeah. They're what, they're what all neutrals should strive to be. Because really, if you're, if you're a neutral and you don't have that trap card effect, why are you here? Uh, nation building simulator. Segways. I think Cobra should advance. Okay, uh, just no, no input. Just instantly vote. Got it. I mean, we can go through. I think. I think we should start with the most obvious. Uh, leadership. Oof. Historically, uh, Cobra's leadership has has botched a variety of diplomatic situ situations. Uh, yeah, I would say so. What else? Uh, they ran a spy in RFI during the Snake Eyes War that we found pretty quickly. Uh, well, and <laughs> relative. Yeah, relatively quickly. 
they they messed up their own negotiations with us because they couldn't read the representative that they appointed from a third party to negotiate for them. Well, I I I will be fair and say that the uh, the version I heard is that uh, that wasn't necessarily their own choice, Cobra. That is okay. Oh, for the representative, you mean? Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, I agree with that, but. In this specific instance where, where they simply acted unaware that there was a proposal, although their own logs countered that claim. Right. That was that was a like a diplomatic blunder that you rarely see ever. I well, I mean, you don't even have to go, go to that. You could just go to the start of that war with RFI where uh they had negotiated a settlement with Freehold misunderstood their own terms, proceeded to renege on the agreement, and yeah, they I mean they, they started a they started a war violating their own terms that they themselves negotiated for their ally. We could also talk about their their kind of inconsistent uh, ideology. I think their ideology is interesting. It adds a spice to the game. And activity is a good thing, right? Oh, yes. We value activity in the in this. That's why some of the active alliances, they're already knocked out. Nordreich uh, among them. And the activity of Cobra is generally something we'd like to say is good. But it also is kind of like bees, you know, uh, are a swarm of bees good? They can be. May or may not have missed everything you just said. I'm going to go ahead and agree with whatever you just said. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm i just going to, like, go back to your, to your thing about um, philosophy, and hopefully you didn't just say this, but uh, I, I do enjoy their sort of uh, nomadic martial lifestyle. Their, and I, I will also say, for Cobra... Their aggressive uh, expansion diplomatically and militarily within the microsphere is interesting. Uh, I will I will say in my own experience that micropolitics was probably the best CN I ever experienced. So I'm sure they're having the time of their lives. Like that's it's very dynamic, very loose. You never know if someone's actually going to you know, protect an alliance they say they're protecting. So if you are this sort of like martially capable micro and you're you're actually doing things with that, you're actually engaging in conflicts, I think that's I think that's good and healthy. Uh it's exciting for you. Uh I don't know what it adds to the larger game, but I guess at that at that position, do you care? I don't think they do. But see, that's that's the problem for me. They, they, I don't know if they don't care. They certainly pretend to care. Very true. I mean, we've seen on the OWF so much whining about everything. Very true. FDW and ODN's treaty is canceled. Oh, it's, it's, it's great that you canceled, but it's so sad that other treaties exist. Oh my God. Right. Save me. Oh. Maybe if they they use their diplomatic prowess from their activity, they could they could achieve those aims. They could get other alliances to cancel trees. Uh, but these kinds of things are are beyond the PR efforts of their members, uh, and as such, they also have a bad reputation pretty much everywhere. Cobra is very much a, a blunt instrument. They are a a tool of war, and not that I mean that's that's really it. That's what they are. That's what they do. They like it. Uh, any like and, and I mean kind kind of to fan like what, what we said with fan right. You have to figure Cobra into your calculations. Just about any time you touch anything in the microsphere, which is interesting. Um, however, uh, I I do think that yeah the complete lack of a diplomatic side 
is very harmful. All right, so I want to I want to ask two questions. I think before we wrap this one up. Okay. So question one: Which alliance are you more scared of? I mean, fan simply due to tonnage. All right. And the second question would be. By the way, we know we forgot the secret word last time. That was the word. Yeah. Silence. Silence was the word, and none of you got it. So we're trying to go for a different secret word this week, and it will be procured by Lostin himself. Oh, this is uh, this is on the spot. I'm going to go with, uh, as I desperately look around my room for a word, uh, we're going to go with uh, townie. His room is just full of townies, guys. You know, I I don't need to hear this from you, Tevron. I don't know what I don't know what the fuck that means, but I know that he means it. Now, the second question that I was I was gonna have is, um, how much does activity matter? If the activity if the activity is so annoying. <laughs> okay. Um. I mean, I, I think I think activity counts for something. I think even even annoying activity. Um, so I, I'm just gonna I'm, I'm just gonna head off your question and say I'm going to go ahead and agree with you that Cobra should advance. However, I'm going to note that because they are active, even though their style is leaves a bit to be desired, I think that that will be a boon for them in later rounds, rounds plural, if there are more. I agree. Uh, then it, going up against certain husk alliances. And I, I also want to mention, uh, I've kind of played up my my disdain for, for Cobra a little bit this time, partially because I felt like I felt like I could get Lostin over onto my side here for the advance on Cobra. <laughs> Jealous of my Gloff performance. Exactly. You know, after he trashed me in Gloff, I wanted to do my best here and I thought I could pull it off with Cobra. It looks like I did. And I I honestly think there is a lot of redeeming qualities of Cobra and, and maybe I'll get in that depending on who is going to meet them in the next bracket. Uh, oh, okay. So, fair. so Cobra advances. Cobra advances. I think that's a solid 7-1. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> I, come on now. <laughs> Actually, we should have done that for Gloff and Nordreich. Damn, that was seven one. That was that was like probably a zero zero penalty shootout, five uh, four. If we're being honest, oof. And so we came to the last one, which I think is open and shut, uh, because both of us have Non Grata as one of our favorites. But let's see how it pans out. We have Non Grata and Ordo Cyberneticus. So first things first. Non Grata are a dead resurrected alliance, and so is Ordo Cyberneticus. <laughs> That's a hot take. So zombies uh, are the theme. So which zombie is worse? Well, so we have we have Non Grata here. They formed out of a. Slu- I think they were all Pandora's box members, were they not? Yep. Or yep. Were there, Poison was there Clan. Nope. Nope. Uh, well, SCLB, but that was later. Okay. So so yeah, Nordreich. I am I oh. non grata. I don't know how I keep doing this. <laughs> They're synonymous, apparently. They are the same. Um, non grata formed uh, out of a very I'm gonna say toxic group of alliances, poisonous, if you will. Yep. Um, I don't know what the fuck that was. Oh God, they uh. They had an extreme out of So before they formed, at least I think it was before, maybe it was right after they formed, uh, they had just dunked on VE, which we'll cover that in the, under the VE episode. Uh, so that was that was a thing. Like, I mean, even even if it was before Non Grata formed, I think that's definitely part of their legacy is they they were definitely a doer alliance. They formed, Pandora's box died. And they proceeded to... Now, okay, if you go into what they allege, they were extremely important in events that occurred after their formation. However, from the outside looking in, I see an alliance that 
formed, immediately became a kingmaker, and then proceeded to never place a crown anywhere. They they fence sat until the very last moment. They played chicken with EQ. They eventually picked the losing side. Um, now you can argue if you know the losing side of EQ militarily was the same as the political losing side. However, that non non grata's position that was their the height of where they sat and it was on a fence after that it was just kind of almost downhill like they they became less of a leadership alliance and more of a we've tacked ourselves to x so now we are rolling with x uh and then eventually late enough when other alliances weren't weren't being politically motivated anymore. Non Grata proceeded to go on a campaign, a military campaign, to uh, exert their interests, which was effective. However, it also, it required a lot of tonnage that they were tied to. And if anything, I think other AAs kind of stole that, stole that legacy from them, which is kind of funny. It doesn't help that they eventually disbanded, and, you know, their their whole disbandment war with Iron, which went about as well as could be expected. Um, yeah. Hot takes from you, Tevron? I think, I, I actually think I'm going to save my ammunition. Okay, fair. I don't think I, I don't think anything else needs to be said. There's so much more that can be said and will be said. But I think Ordo Cyberneticus, while being trash is so insignificant what the hell is an ordo cyberneticus exactly we added it to the list because they they rose from from wherever they originally came from again into the cyber nations world over the past year they lost a huge amount of nations that were probably clearly multis as i have alleged in reports that i definitely may have filed or may have not filed who knows um, but then they vanished, uh, and they still got, you know, 17, 18, 19 members, I don't know, somewhere around there. And they're all extremely surprisingly active. Uh, but for people who are so surprisingly active in game... Despite the fact no one's ever heard of them. Nobody has ever heard of them. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually went into this thinking that they were, uh, Ordo Mechanicus, and I had some very choice words about them. And then I did a light bit of research and realized, in fact, they are not the same alliance. And then I'm like, oh, I don't know what this alliance is. I, I believe they're still a zombie alliance. Somebody somebody told me that in, in one of the micros, so... I, I, okay. I'm not 100% sure, though, now. Honestly, that it doesn't even matter. Because we just don't know anything about these people. And that is a that's a poor reflection... But it's as a fledgling micro alliance, that also just makes sense. Uh, yeah. Like it's unsurprising that we haven't heard of them. It would be nice if we did, but uh, it also means that they haven't done anything to tarnish their own reputation too drastically. <laughs> Yet. Yet. Like if we if we compare them to Haven, they're kind of like Haven. Last time that we ran the, this this gauntlet, right? Right. We they have potential. We don't know what potential that is, uh, but until until they do something, we can't really weigh that much into them. Also, Haven is in this current. Yeah, of course. Okay, the the way you made it sound made it sound like they were Enlon, the alliance we. Uh, no, 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 no. What what I meant was last time Haven didn't advance when we when we started this off in that that terrible pre pre episode the the first version of this tournament. Uh, okay. I get you. Haven did not advance because we thought they had potential. And I think the same could be said for Ordo Cyberneticus. They have potential to be something. Non Grata, everything they've ever done is behind them already. Right. Very true. I mean, I, I don't even, I don't know if there's even really room to debate. I think we gave or Ordo Cyberneticus more than they uh, should have gotten in words. So I think it's a, a 15 to negative 1. Um, non grata advances. 
Is it an own goal or? I guess. Okay. Sorry, uh, you guys weren't mechanicus. So, so that means we're halfway done with the brackets. In the in the original, you know, the 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 groups almost not not the group stage, but the the first thirty two, right? Right. So we've got eight initial knockout. We've round. got the yeah, we've got the knockout round halfway done. The quarterfinals are starting to fill up. And the first four matches of the quarterfinals are NATO Sparta, Kashmir Haven, UCR Gloff, and Cobra and Nongrata. So who do we think are the strongest on this side so far? I mean, I'm thinking Nongrata, Gloff, and Sparta are probably the strongest contenders going in. I, I would agree. I'd also add NATO in there, though. Uh, I I guess. But but I mean, Sparta versus NATO is going to be a showdown, no matter what. <laughs> um, what about the the last of the knockout stage? So we've got. We've got a 16, no, sorry, we have eight more alliances in the, actually, that is 16. Holy shit. We've got 16 more alliances in the bottom half of the bracket. Math. Who who are we thinking about as the, the upcoming exciting matches? Let's, let's especially look at the ones for next episode. So we've got Iron versus Sun, TLR versus WTF, GPA versus Court, and Claws versus RIA. I think the, uh, the, the battle of the greenies there, uh, GPA and court, is going to be interesting because I, I don't think that's an open and shut one. I mean, it's the first time we've seen two neutrals uh, face off. <laughs> um, Last Remnants and World Task Force, I think, will also... it's That one's going to be definitely one that's subject to a lot of debate. Um, what was the last one? Claws and RIA. Ooh. Spicy. That yes, that one will also be spicy. Very lots of lots of spice going on here. Actually, that may be the most interesting section, honestly. Although it doesn't have a feature match like FT- FTW versus VE, it does uh, have a lot of diverse matches. I think each match is exciting. I yeah, I I would completely agree with that. And we're hoping that the next time we're on, we're going to have a guest, maybe. Uh, but probably, probably not. We are we are not alone. I'm guessing he he's just leading us on. But uh, if if not, you know, if you're interested, let us know. Yes, please. So I I'm I'm sick of getting skewered for my quote unquote incorrect opinions. Yeah, and so any Argent members who want to jump in here, you know, you're welcome to give it a try. Yeah, Janix, Kiwi. So uh, that I think that wraps up the episode. We're we're probably around an hour long. I hope that that is. Uh, I hope that suffices, and I hope you remembered the important secret word because I sure didn't. I have it in front of me. All right. Goodbye, townies. Get home. Oh.